Comfort, comfort my people, God says. And my goodness, isn't that word, even as as we read those words from Isaiah earlier, uh, isn't that just refreshing to hear on a Sunday like this? Comfort my people, God calls his prophet to do. So it might be surprising for us to be back in in this home liturgy uh, for this Sunday, and, and maybe next Sunday will be different, but... You know, it might be a little jostling and surprising to us to, to go from uh, at the parkway or live streaming from the parkway to now doing home liturgy. But this is not a surprise to our God. And just like so many other moments throughout this last year in which the lectionary, uh, the scripture readings for the Sunday have just had a, a sort of a, a peculiar specificity to the events, I feel like this Isaiah passage, this passage from Isaiah 40, um, is just especially pertinent to today. Comfort my people, God says. Now, this passage, uh, you'll probably see how we spaced it out um, on our online bulletin and, and in our um, home liturgy page, but there's, there's, after the introduction, there's these three other paragraphs, and each one of those are a different voice that uh, is coming from heaven that God tells his prophet to repeat and say to his people. So we have these three voices of comfort that I want us to talk about today. So the first is is this, in verse 3, we hear the Lord saying this, A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. You see, the Lord is coming. He's coming. And he says, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley will be lifted up and every mountain will be made low. In other words, when the Lord comes, his road, his method of coming is going to be absolutely straight. His arrival will come without failing. There's no confusing detours. There's no zigzags. There's no mistakes. He's not going to get lost when he's coming here. No, like an arrow uh, focused on its target, the Lord will shoot straight to his destination. But also, everything's going to be made level when he comes. That is to say that there will be no difficulty in his coming. This isn't going to be arduous for him. This isn't, his muscles aren't going to be aching as he comes towards his people. No, there's not going to be any challenging. There's there's not going to be any steep climbs or painful descents in this. The Lord will not grow tired as he comes to be with his people because this is a level journey. But also all the rough places are going to be made smooth. Nothing will get in his way. There's no roadblocks. There's no hurdles here. Uh, I grew up in Kansas, and I remember many times driving from Kansas uh, across Kansas uh, on various adventures and whatnot, and Kansas is pretty flat, and you could just, theoretically, you could just head down I-70 or Highway 70 there, and there would be no barriers. The land would be absolutely level. There wouldn't be any zigzagging or anything, and that's kind of what I imagine this, uh, what the Lord is saying here. He's taking the hilly, sort of um, complicated terrain of Israel, and he's making it flat, uh, almost in f- as flat and beautiful as Kansas, one might say. I'll let you all argue about that. Uh, but also, he, this passage, what I love is it, it starts with, uh, with human activity, but then it quickly turns into divine activity. We see it, uh, the Lord saying to tell everybody to prepare the way, which is sort of this, this declaration for, for humans to prepare the way, for men and women to prepare the way. And, um, but the fact is, is only God can raise valleys. Only God can flatten mountains. 
uh, makes me think about Minecraft, you know, that video game where, where you can do, engage in this massive sort of terraforming, you know, this shaping of the land, right? And that's what God's going to be doing when he comes. He's going to be doing all of that stuff. He's going to be making everything flat when it's time for him to come. In other words, this is another way of saying that the, when the Lord comes, the entire order of the universe is going to be transformed from friction to freedom. He is going to be able to come smoothly and freely, and nothing will be able to separate us from that. In fact, it reminds me of what Paul says in, in Romans 8.38, For I am sure that neither death nor life, angels nor rulers, nor things going on now or things that are going to happen in the future, nor, nor powers nor heights of heaven or the depths of hell or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So yes, we must engage in that pre- preparation process, and, and we've talked about that in many ways uh, over the past several weeks if we've been, as we've been preaching through parables. Um, but at the same time, be comforted by this first voice. Be comforted that regardless of human effort, nothing's going to stop God from coming. He will come no matter what. There's nothing that we could do to, to muck up uh, the Lord's plans. He will come. Come, praise the Lord. So the second voice in verse 6 says this. A voice says, cry. And I said, that is the prophet said, what shall I cry? And the voice tells him. And note these parallel statements that we hear here. All flesh is grass. And then, by the way, the parallel, the other parallel begins at surely all people are grass. So be listening for that. All flesh is grass and all its beauty like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. And now the second parallel statement. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. So here we see this this progression of the temporality of human life and the permanence of our God. You see, we are like grass, friends. Uh, Here today and, and gone tomorrow, but here, when, when we read this in Isaiah, this isn't meant to be a discouraging statement. This isn't supposed to be something that's demeaning or insulting to humanity. No, it's just simply a statement of reality. We are fragile, immortal, or fragile mortal creatures. But there's actually a, a dignity and a beauty that's being emphasized here. You know, we're, being, we're called, or it's, the, the passage here says that our beauty is like a flower. Now, that word for beauty here in this passage, uh, and I just learned this this week and I was, I was getting so excited about this, but this is actually a really complicated word uh, in the original language. And for you Hebrew scholars, like this is the word hesed. Uh, and, and when we hear, you know, for, for us, when we hear the word beauty as, as English speakers, we simply think of like external attractiveness, right? Um, like beauty is an, is an external thing. We, we so... Um, shallowly believe sometimes. But here in this passage, this word, this is, there's so much more to it. There's so much more depth to it. There's so much complexity to it. Uh, this, this ancient word, chesed, it, it, it means that there's like a, a moral internal propensity towards righteousness. Uh, there's, there's like this, this embedded love that's, that's um, implied in this. It's moral realities or a moral character of the individual that's being described. In fact, when this is used to describe the Lord, it's, it's translated as his loving kindness. 
You know, how often have we heard in the Old Testament, you know, especially throughout the Psalms, that the loving kindness of the Lord endures from generation to generation. And so here that word is being applied to, to humanity. Like we have that beauty to us sometimes, although it is frail, it is fragile, but we do have the ability through the grace of God um, to, to be able to reflect him in these beautiful loving kindness sort of ways. Uh, and so be comforted by that. Be encouraged by that. Um, but also be encouraged that even though we are frail and even though our, our beauty does fade, even though uh, that happens, be comforted because we can be rooted in the internal, eternal word of God. Now, as good evangelicals, usually when we hear word of God, we, we sort of think that that's simply code for the Bible. And that's it and nothing more. Uh, now, certainly, yes, that is the Bible. You know, yes, like the, the truth and the beauty and the scriptures are eternal realities. These are things that we can root ourselves. But here in, in the context of this Isaiah reading, it's, it's even more than that. Um, this passage, like I said, when we, when we read word, uh, the Word of God, this is a parallel statement to the breath of God as well. The breath of the Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit of the Lord is like wind, and it, it, he blows wherever he desires. The breath of God is the author of life, who both gives life, and as we read in this passage, also takes away life. He has that authority, and he has that power. He speaks entire worlds and planets and, and um, yeah, solar systems and whatnot into creation, and he also speaks life itself into creation. He is the life-giving, life-controlling, life-authoring word and breath of God. Humanity is temporary, but be comforted, people, because we can root ourselves in the breath and the word of God who is eternal and stands secure. So now that brings us to this third voice. So just as the first voice began in the wilderness, so now the third voice goes, it comes into Israel, it comes to Zion, that is the, the holy mountain of God where, where Jerusalem is. And this is a voice of good news. This voice has something especially beautiful and profound and mysterious to say. This voice shouts from the mountaintop to all the surrounding cities of Judah so that all might hear. And what is it that this voice has to say? Behold, look. Open your eyes. Wake up. God is coming. And there in verse 10, it says that he will come with might. His arm rules for him, we read. And I just love that imagery of, of God's arm. Uh, it reminds me, because even in our language, we have this language of like rolling up your sleeves, you know, to, to get to work and things like that. And that's kind of what I envision God doing here. Like he's rolling up his sleeves we're seeing his just massive muscles, right? And he's going to get to work uh, for, for his sake, but it's going to include us. Like a, a master returning home, he's going to come here and he's going to clean house. He's going to claim what's rightfully his. And what exactly is that? What exactly is that that's his? What's going to be rescued and, and gathered up into his possession? Well, it's you and it's me, friends. It's us. It's his people. All of this leveling of mountains and, and leveling of valleys, all of this, the, the removal of enemies, this is for you and me. God is coming here because he wants to rescue his people. He wants you as his treasure, as his uh, possession, as his beautiful thing. He wants you in his presence. 
He wants to just to experience you and to enjoy you and to equip you. And, and yeah, he wants to love on you. And there in verse 11, we read these beautiful words that he will tend his flock like a shepherd. You know, before we saw the mighty arm of the Lord removing wickedness from the land. But now we see the mighty arm of the Lord sweeping up his lambs. And he wants to hold you close to his chest. You know, he wants to treasure you and he wants to protect you. So friends, be comforted. Be comforted, people of God. Meditate on the advent of God's glory, that he will come again to make all things right. That's what that first voice says. And the second voice tells us, yes, be comforted because you can root yourself in the eternal word of God, where you can find life and nourishment and sustainment. But also be comforted by the third voice, that the good shepherd wants to pick you up and hold you in his arms. Now, friends, part of the joy of Advent is that we recognize that Jesus Christ fulfills this. That in Jesus, these three voices have been fulfilled. At the Mount of Transfiguration, we saw Jesus radiating his, the glory of God. His glorious might is able to calm storms, able to cast out demons. In Jesus Christ, we see the Word incarnate, whose breath is able to proclaim peace, who's able to um, go forth and, and exposit perfect wisdom to us. He shows us profound beauty. And he has life-giving power that comes from him when he speaks. And in Jesus Christ, we behold the great shepherd, the one who sweeps up into his arms the broken, the outcast, the rejected, the hated, the forgotten. Just like you and me, friends, this is Jesus Christ. Now, if any of these voices are difficult for you to hear, then I encourage you that in the quietness of Advent, praying at home, that you would find time to pray through this passage. Just read over it again and again and again and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me as I read through this passage of Isaiah 40. And I don't know, maybe you would even want to go and revisit that squiggle drawing again. You know, maybe you'd want to think through like all of the the chaotic things that are going on in your life. And just as you're drawing that, just be praying and saying, Lord, I give this to you. You know, I give you the anxiety and and fear that I have of this pandemic. Lord, I I give to you my joblessness, and I I, I give to you these upcoming holidays and, and the loneliness. Lord, I give to you all of that chaos. But then as you continue in your drawing, you know, allow the Lord through the Holy Spirit um, to, to draw that straight line and say, Lord, I give this to you in faith. Lord, I give you my anxieties. Holy Spirit, come. May I feel your breath upon me. Jesus, may I sense your strong arms sheltering me and holding me safe. And friends, just be encouraged, be comforted, because there will be a day in which these will be true realities, in which the veil of this creation will be taken away and the new heavens and the new earth will come and be joined together when everything will be smooth, in which there will not be any friction. and Instead, we will have entire freedom when it comes to experiencing the glory and the peace and the might and the comfort of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.